You're listening to What's New with Wired. This episode is brought to you by ShipStation. You know, some things take a lot of work, like sending little robots to far-off distant planets. And just as that's challenging, so too is running a successful e-commerce business, especially when there's so much to do. So I want to introduce you all to ShipStation. Now, I love using ShipStation because of its easy-to-use dashboard, which makes managing orders and printing labels a breeze and super smooth. Oh, and the customer service is just out of this world. It's exactly what you need to help grow your business. Sign up for your free 60-day trial at ShipStation.com slash technews. That's ShipStation.com slash technews. This podcast is supported by Tools and Weapons, the podcast hosted by Microsoft Vice Chair and President Brad Smith. Each episode features insight you won't find anywhere else from the center of the conversation surrounding emerging technologies like AI. Right now on the podcast, you can hear a special episode where Brad Smith lays out Microsoft's vision for a vibrant marketplace driving the new AI economy. To hear more, follow or subscribe to Tools and Weapons with Brad Smith wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to What's New with Wired. It's Tuesday, November 8th. I'm Zeke Robison. Today we're talking about sky-high energy prices in Europe. People are turning to wood to provide a cheaper alternative, and EU laws are helping incentivize this. Make sure to listen to the end to find out what other Wired podcasts you can check out today. In the past few decades, the European Union has transformed its energy system. In 2005, about 10% of all energy consumed in the EU came from renewable sources. Last year, that share hit 22%. It's one of the main reasons the bloc's per capita carbon emissions have rapidly declined in the 21st century. The shift will need to ramp up even further if the EU is to hit its target of net zero emissions by 2050. But here's the weird thing. A huge chunk of that renewable energy comes from burning wood. Nearly 60% of all the EU's renewable energy comes from bioenergy, a catch-all term that encompasses any energy sourced from something recently living. That includes agricultural waste, crops grown for biofuel, and, most importantly, wood from forestry industries. A small proportion of this biomass is turned into biofuels or burned in power plants, but almost three-quarters is burned to warm homes and businesses. And we're not just talking about wood-burning stoves. Almost all of Sweden's urban heating is generated by district heating systems, which mostly burn wood produced by the country's vast and influential forestry industries. With Russia's invasion of Ukraine sending energy prices soaring this winter, many Europeans are looking to wood to provide cheap, reliable energy. In Germany, firewood suppliers are facing unprecedented demand, and landowners are reporting that their forests are being plundered by thieves. NGOs have warned that the increased demand for firewood will lead to a rise in illegal logging and put protected forests at risk. People are going to burn millions of tons of wood this winter, and there's nothing we can do about it, says Martin Pidgeon, a campaigner at Fern, a forest-protecting NGO. A big part of the problem is the Renewable Energy Directive, or RED, a piece of European legislation that classifies some wood products as a renewable fuel and funnels subsidies toward burning them but revisions to the RED are currently being negotiated. Changes to the legislation could bring these incentives to an end. Launched in 2009, the RED was set up by the EU to direct funding toward renewable energy projects instead of those based on fossil fuels. The justification for these subsidies and market incentives was to give renewables a marketplace in a context where fossils were cheaper, says Pigeon. 
Since then, the prices of various renewables have tumbled way below those of fossil fuels, but the RED continues to direct billions of euros of funding toward wood burning, which releases more CO2 per unit of energy than some fossil fuels, as well as causing harmful particulate pollution. Now we're looking at a situation where it is profitable to burn wood regardless of legislation, and that is very scary, says Pigeon. This might be about to change. The RED is currently being revised in a series of long negotiations between the three different parts of the EU, the Parliament, Commission, and Council. In September, the European Parliament voted to end subsidies for unprocessed wood directly sourced from forests, although a long list of exceptions includes trees cut down due to disease, natural disaster, or fire prevention. Now the legislation must be reviewed by EU member states, which will decide whether they agree with these exclusions and whether they want to phase down the amount of forest wood that can count toward their renewable energy targets. The latter point will prove controversial. In countries like Latvia, Finland, and Sweden, wood-based fuel makes up more than a fifth of renewable energy consumption. Phasing down the renewable status of wood would make it much harder for these countries to achieve their climate goals. When we are subsidizing burning of any part of this ecosystem, we are fueling a lose-lose scenario for the climate, says Lena Bernelius, project leader at Protect the Forest, a Swedish NGO. As well as emitting large amounts of CO2, wood burning incentivizes the logging of forests, which are vital in climate mitigation. It takes trees decades to sequester carbon as they grow, so burning wood today incurs a carbon debt that can only be repaid years into the future. The best way to avoid this debt is simply to leave trees in the ground. Earlier this year, an investigation by the New York Times found that trees in a protected forest in Romania were being felled and turned into wood pellets to be burned in stoves and district heating systems across Europe. Instead of incentivizing the further destruction of forests, we should be channeling more money into insulating homes and installing heat pumps, says Pigeon. Both of these would reduce the demand for energy. And Bernelius points out that we need to make other forms of renewable energy even more desirable than burning wood. For her, that means shifting subsidies for fossil fuels and biomass industries to more strongly support solar, offshore wind, and geothermal energy. We need to start putting money where it will help everyone in society, not the polluting industries. We cannot go from one climate-harmful fuel to another. The money that's currently channeled into burning could be redirected to help EU citizens pay their fuel bills, says Pigeon. In Central and Eastern Europe, it's often poorer people who rely on wood stoves to heat their homes, people who will be forced to choose between burning wood or going cold. The solution, Pigeon says, isn't to ban burning wood, but to change the system so that the most environmentally friendly forms of energy are cheapest. Make sure to check out our other Wired podcasts. Today in Wired Business, we look at the strange death of the Uyghur Internet. Checking in on Wired Science, how to detect a man-made biothreat. And on Wired Security, stadiums around the world, including at the 2022 World Cup in Qatar, are subjecting spectators to invasive biometric surveillance tech. Listen to these stories and more at wired.com podcasts. Thanks for listening to Wired. Check back in tomorrow to hear more stories from wired.com. Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Our show features our team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more. And they'll help you make the most of your money while cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. 
You'll get clarity on strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts.